Christmas. <laughs> Here we are, folks. Yet another Christmas Eve is upon us. It's this time a year when friends and loved ones get to be together and show each other just how appreciated everyone is. Presents are plenty, eggnogs are pouring, candy canes are hanging, and for those on life's annual naughty list. They find themselves alone and full of melancholy this very eve. Take this poor chap. His name is Chris. His favorite holiday is Halloween. However, he missed out on the Halloween season this year due to outstanding parking tickets and tricky ladies. Chris finds himself alone this Christmas Eve. But with a holiday podcast he has yet to record, among his many dilemmas, he also doesn't have any guests to interview. Well, here it is, yet another lonesome Christmas Eve. Only this year I have to come up with a podcast and find some guests. Talk about zero hour, huh? Not sure what I'm going to come up with, but I know something will be recorded. Wish I didn't miss out on Halloween this year. If only I could figure out a way to celebrate both Halloween and Christmas. And not in a watered-down Disney kind of way. Hey, let me think. Oh, yeah. I have those mistletoe berries that I had, I got from the guy at the convenience store. The jerk made me, uh, make out with him for like five minutes. And then he had me make out with his buddy too. <sighs> anyway, at least I got those special mistletoe berries. So what I'm gonna do to enjoy Another side of this jolly Yuletide season. I'm going to make sure I don't have a full stomach, whatever that means. So I'm going to eat my special Christmas mistletoe, not kiss the girl, hit record on the laptop, and then I'm going to drown in some kind of awesome sauce. Yeah!
Hi, welcome to Get Mad with Chris Graves. I'm your host, Chris Graves, and this is a special Christmas Eve Get Mad and Get Real Mad with me as I delve into what makes certain Christmas monsters tick. It'll be a whole round table of Yuletide themes. First up, I'd like to introduce Mr. Peter Crampy Black, is that? Is that correct? That is correct, Chris. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, good to have you. It'll be good to have you. So, Mr., uh, should I call you Peter or Mr. Black or Crampy or? I prefer Crampy. Okay, gross. Um, all right, Crampy. Um, let me tell me a little bit about yourself. How are you uh, connected to this wonderful holiday that we know as Christmas? I used to put kids in a bag and drag them to hell. Okay. Now, did that require you to get a bachelor's degree at a community college of your choice, or did you simply get born into this role? Tell me a little bit about that and your relationship with the uh, the one known as St. Nick. Well, it only really requires an associate's degree, but I went for my bachelor's because I've always wanted to be a poet. And you didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a douche. Wait a minute. Um, okay. Well, yeah, Sandra Rhymes. Uh, she created Grey's Anatomy, I believe. A horrible show. I don't know why it lasted as long as it did. But, hey, power to them, right? They're all going to hell for that show. Now, were they all naughty as children and they escaped hell in your grasp? No one escapes hell. Well, I beg to differ, sir. I remember uh, in the 10th Friday the 13th movie, and remember, I know a lot of useless stuff that's never going to make me any money whatsoever in this life. Anyway, it was called Jason X, and recently I just interviewed the writer, Todd Farmer. Anyway... That movie showed that Jason did, in fact, escape hell at some point because the ninth movie was called Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. So I beg to uh, differ there, sir. Okay, moving along. Um, bachelor's degree, not with uh, associate's degree for poetry. I got you. Blame. That's okay, so for you, my strong suit. What kind of writing was that, sir? Creative writing. You know, oh. like, like coming up with stories. Oh, like artsy fartsy Tim Burton stuff? Well, no, that guy's going to hell, too. But the, the kids... The, the yeah, what about the children? What is your relationship with uh, children? It's almost like you have a Freddy Krueger thing kind of going on. Like, it seems like you enjoy your work in a really sadistic, sick way. To be commended. I, I used to. I used to, right? And it's really sad that these days that a, a monster like me can't pursue their dreams. But you know, I had this bag, 
and I just wanted to put kids in the bag. <laughs> wow. That's a little inappropriate. Are you mean like a sack? I, I don't know if I'd call it a sack because it just has such a sexual overtone to it. But Okay, moving along. Um, How did you come up with the name Crampy or who anointed you with that? Well, I would stuff so many children in oh, this God, bag God, that this guy with the children. Be cramped, you know, from being in there with Well, them. hence Crampy, so, right? Yeah. And, and but it's actually like, pronounced Cramp. I'm sorry, I talk over my guests usually, but... uh, It's just you can imagine the children these days, like, they're, they're getting so heavy. And okay, well, I, I that is true. Statistically, yeah, well, where exactly is hell? Like, is there a certain GPS coordinates, or is it more of a state of mind? Because if it's a state of mind, I've been in hell for a very long time, my friend. It's it's down quite a bit. Um, oh, the deep south. Yeah, it's really, really deep. <laughs> okay, well, hey, whoa. <laughs> and I thought I had... Uh, a sunny disposition about myself. Anyway, uh, so your name actually is Peter Black. I had heard that in less politically correct times, you went by the name of Black Peter. Is that correct? I mean, are you dead naming me? No, no, I'm not dead shaming you. Not at all. Well, you better not be. So, is it because, well, that would be totally inappropriate for uh, this line of questioning, but just for the sake of it, did you have a, uh, maybe let's just say the opposite of albino skin? Okay, so I've always had some skin issues, um, starting from when I was a young monster. I noticed that as I was feasting on the carcasses of the dead, that I would get like just little bumps on underneath like my, my underarms. And then the bumps would like, they'd grow into these huge sores and the other monsters would make fun of me. They'd be like, oh, look at him. Being these hey, slow down. I need a cigarette. <laughs> bleeding from his underarms, and all I'm doing, all I'm just, I'm yeah, just trying going. to get by as a monster and eat the decaying flesh in happiness. Don't tell me the decaying flesh belonged to... Well, it's... It's really the McDonald's... That, I shouldn't say McDonald's, we'll edit that out. It's really the fast food that the kids are eating these children. days. Like, it has so many hormones and Food dies and things, and I'm just sensitive to that stuff, you know. Like, well, okay, I understand this interview is going nowhere. Okay, so what happened? Uh, was there like a turn of events where you didn't want to drag, you know, naughty but not evil children off to never be seen or heard again to the fires of hell away from their families for all eternity? Was there a certain incident or a turning point where now you're kind of this lame coal maker? Well, I blame the parents 
going to the local school board meetings because they were noticing that well, their, their children were missing and that they thought it was quite extreme that this well, was you, happening. you did murder and eat them. I mean, what is extreme to you? I, I only ate them after they, they were dead. Like, I, I, oh. I'm, not, I'm not that kind of monster. But uh, what I was well, going to say is, um, we decided. Yours is yours. <laughs> we, we, we decided. Um, well, Who's we, by the way? Uh, well, it, it really wasn't my decision, but. The, 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 I didn't think so. The Council of Hell. Um, There's a Council of Foreign Relations for Hell? Yes. Okay, that's interesting. Um, is there a trilateral commission? Yeah, no, uh, don't want, don't worry about that. Well, Henry Kissinger is on our Christmas card list. Oh, he's one of those useless eaters I hear about. <laughs> Wink. Oh. Well, okay, okay. Well, let me make you let me make you a little more comfortable. Maybe you open up to me a little bit more. Maybe give you some like catnip or something. Whose decision was it to pull you off the child murder, dragging to hell, damnation duty? Well, again, the, the, the council of hell decided it would be more fitting with the times to just do a softer type of child murder, which is giving them coal, uh, because if if you give a child coal. Are you hoping they choke on this coal? Like, how is that murder? Well, because of climate change. If, <sighs> if you give them lots of coal, they're going to wow. burn it. And then the world is going to become a sort of version of hell. Okay, so you're one of them monsters. Okay, we're going to get into the politics. Yes. <sighs> Damn politics. Can't get away from it. Okay, well, when did you decide to change your name? Was it to kind of like um, that mercenary group, uh, what, at Blackwater? And they now they go by, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know, uh, a pumpkin squad or something, just so people don't, you know, I don't worry about that. Demons, What's your real Demons of my order are named after the color of their taint. Okay. I didn't know we needed to uh, bring taints into this, but uh, yours is black. I, wow, that almost went over my head. Or my taint. Thank you for okay. recognizing my taint's blackness. Well, uh, uh, let me think. I, for the first time ever, I'm pretty speechless. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I'm starting to uh, regret that, and I don't know where that gentleman had them before he took them out of his back pocket. Okay, well, moving on. What's your relationship like with Chris Kringle nowadays? stay separated from one another. Um, he's in his own wing of, you know, making children happy and giving them nice memories and, and things of Christmas. And I'm really there 
to ruin their life and drag them to hell. So I, I, I go out and I, I, I put the coal in the stockings of all the bad kids. Yeah. And I enjoy that because it makes them cry and I, wow. I drink, I drink those tears. It's. I drink too. I wish I was drinking right now, to be honest with you. You're really bumming me out. Uh, I don't even want to call you sir. I don't even know if I want to talk to you anymore. Uh, actually, right now, we're all out of time. Cheers to you. Cheers. Yes. Okay. Now, my next guest. We had to get rid of uh, Mr. Black because uh, he was leaking all over my studio here slash uh, uh, utility closet that I reside in currently. Oh, I hate my life. <laughs> my next guest is a very interesting creature uh, or uh, living specimen. I'm not sure. He's, his name is Keanu, and he's a camel that has mistletoe for half his body. Uh, tell, tell us about yourself, uh, Keanu. I mean, I'm Keanu, the mistletoe camel, and I have half pink camel and then have mistletoe skin. Um, so I take it you're a hit with the ladies around this time of year, or am I? They love the texture. Oh, okay. All right. Um, is it true that, uh, the human part of you, cause you're a hybrid, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. I was, uh, <laughs> wow. I was made by, a group called the the Siggies. Wow. And they live under the Denver airport. Oh, wow. I've been there. They have really creepy murals of, like, the end of the world and whatnot. I don't recall the Siggies. What kind of species are they? Are, are they humanoids or reptoids? Well, they were, like, these elves that got rejected by the elf union because they were genetically engineered. There's an elf union? Yeah. And again, with the politics. Okay, I can't escape that. Okay. Um, Is it true that you're actually a genetic clone of the actor known as Keanu Reeves uh, from such movies as Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Bogus Journey, The Matrix, yada, yada, yada? Is that true? Yeah. And I... I just want to come out and say that... You're coming out. Oh! <laughs> I'm honored. Oh, I mean, well, there was that one time because of a movie role. But I, I wanted to say that I, I really enjoyed John Wick, too, because of all the shooting of people. Oh. I really like the 
You like that. You like children, right? And I don't mean like like children, but you're not like my my last guest. That's all about child murder and and whatnot, right? No. Okay. In fact, I, I'm a big fan of Charles Bronson revenge movies. Oh, do you have a favorite? The ones where they he shoots all the people. Uh, that's just about all of them. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. So, um, so Charlie Bronson. Okay. All right. That's, uh, pretty cool. Okay. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, I understand that you were actually a rejected reindeer candidate for Jolly St. Nick. And what led to your rejection by, uh, the Jolly one? Well, I mean, it's, it's a really tough business, you know, being a half Keanu Reeves camel with pink skin, the camel skin and the rest of your skin being mistletoe. So Santa just thought that it would be a lot for the kids to understand, you know, just seeing somebody that has half their skin as mistletoe. Well, yeah, camel mistletoe. Um, that is quite the stocking stuffer, if you ask me, which you didn't. Um, yeah, you are a, you're a cornucopia of wonder, my friend. You have all kinds of things going on. You have a uh, a former action star that didn't really have a career for a few years and then made a comeback. Um, but you're a clone genetically of this this person. And where did the mistletoe come about? Uh, was that stitched on to you? Or are you like uh, one of these X-Men characters where you just were born with it? Well, the thing is with the Sikis under the Denver airport is that they create genetic experiments. So, and I'm a genetic experiment. And the mistletoe part just came about because there was, I, I was told there was, there was some eggnog. And Is that a it metaphor? Spoiled. Well, it, it has spoiled the eggnog, but the sickies, the, they, they live under the, the airport. Yeah, you mentioned so, that about four times now. Yeah, that's well, interesting. But what about they don't have easy access to eggnog, so they didn't want to. Again, just throw is this away. a metaphor for something, or are you literally talking about eggnog that's free flowing under the Denver airport? Because that's kind of alarming too. Well, it's free flowing as long as they can get their hands on it. Okay. And you, you have no idea. I have how a good idea. Yeah. Genetically engineered elf takes to spoiled eggnog. Like, they just get crazy, man. Okay. And they threw some mistletoe in, in the machine, and uh, it, it really, it, depending on the time of year, like, it can be pleasant. Okay, this is going nowhere as well. Is it true that you're actually a, a genetic, well, partly a genetic cousins that demonically possess blue horse that... They have a statue of in front of the Denver airport, or is that just a rumor? I mean, Blue Horse is real, and he used to bully me when I was little. I mean, being a little cousin is kind of hard when you're 
big cousin is Blue Horse because everyone knows. Is how that really his name? Powerful Blue Horse is like Blue Horse. What well, I don't know if I can say the rest of his. Oh, you signed a non-disclosure agreement. Okay, I understand. Okay, we don't want to cross any lines there. Especially well, with Blue Horse, you don't want to cross Blue Horse. Uh, well, anyway, uh, well, I'll ask you one more thing because you're, you know, you're, you're just a little bit less repulsive than my first guest, you know, that child murdering demon hell beast or whatever. Um, what would you say you want out of this life. Like, if you can have, you know, one goal. Do you have goals? If you have one goal, what would that be? I'd, I'd like to be in a movie and and shoot a lot of people. So, murder, again. Fictional in a movie. murder. Okay. Just in a movie. Like Charles Bronson. Like Charles Bronson, yeah. Okay. All right, well, Bocchiano, uh, the mistletoe camel, uh, I will have to say that, I, again, I'm kind of speechless because uh, I'm no judgment here, but uh, actually there's a lot of judgment. I, I don't know. Um, I guess I guess I would say under any normal circumstance that it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. I wish I could say that. Um, I find you, uh, I don't even have, there's no words. Um, anyway, well, you have a good, uh, rest of your holiday, uh, my friend. And, uh, I guess we'll take a little break right now. See you later, Keanu. Wow. My next guest, after that, uh, is a disaster or fiasco, uh, is uh, someone by the name of Ghastly, the abominable snowman of Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Welcome to the show, my friend. Hello. Okay. May I ask, uh, I don't mean to be rude, but why do you have, like, a, uh, I can't quite put my finger on it, but uh, you have, like, a California rich girl kind of way about you. You know, I mean, these days, man, you can just be whatever you want. So, I mean, I'm not a abominable snowman. So I can, I can just be what I want. I'm very scared right now. Um, yeah. Are you a Sasquatch, Bigfoot Yeti, or I read in my notes here that there's a rumor that an evil, you're an evil snowman possessed by a dead North Pole elf that went. All falling down, Michael Douglas, one day? That's all true, but it was 
Well, what is true? Are you a snowman that's demonically possessed by an elf that was on a rampage? Or are you a distant cousin, relative of Bigfoot? Yes. Okay. Um, we're getting nowhere here either. Okay. Why won't Socket Rhode Island? I mean, have you been to the Pizza Hut buffet? You sure took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Many, many That's times. Because, I got E. coli there quite a few times. Yeah. Good, good memories. Good resting. It's good for the gut. Well. You need need to just, sometimes, you need to just clear it out, man. You just need to clear it out. You know. Moving on. um, Are you a native of New England? Because that's a very long way from, you know, either pole, north or south. I mean, I kind of go where people want me to go, you know what I'm saying? And I just swing around to different places. Get my drift? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not interested. Um, but I understand that you have a few um, court cases pending. Can you tell the audience a little bit about that, or are you forbidden from disclosing until the trials are over? I mean, I don't have any warrants that I know of anymore, but I'd say that I think at least that it's safe to say that the justice system just has it in for us abominable snowmen. Oh, you know what I mean? No, not at all. I have no idea. Do you have a favorite uh, uh, Christmas horror movie? I like Treevenge a lot. Treevenge? Do tell. What is that about? So it's about these Christmas trees that come alive. And they kill everyone. Okay. Um, I actually like uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night myself. But Treevenge, uh, that sounds not really intriguing, but uh, how did you stumble upon this? In Was it in Moonsocket or was it in the North Pole? I mean, I... I caught it online. It was probably on Bloody Disgusting. Oh, you know of Bloody Disgusting. That's, uh, I've been, I have frequent that that website since uh, the 1990s. Wow. I know both Bloody and Disgusting, if they're in my Uh, black book. uh, God. Oh, swing and a miss. Uh, third time is not a charm. Well, anyway, okay. Well, let me ask you, uh, Ghastly. Uh, there's got to be a reason why you have that name, right? Or 
I mean, besides looking at you and believe me, I'm not one to throw stones on myself, but did you earn that name or was someone just being very cruel to you at a very young, tender age? See, I just, I just think that people don't want to admit that they're attracted to me. So instead they just, they want to call me names and even the kind of people that'll be like, you know, sneak into my bedroom window and, you know, sort of have your way with me, Ghastly. And then the next day, they'll be like, I don't like Ghastly. Ghastly's ugly. Well, that's not what you said last night. Yeah, I don't think anyone ever in the history of ever has ever uttered those words to you. I just have a feeling, you know, a gut feeling like you were telling me I, I had to empty after the pizza buffet. Uh, I felt a lot of guts in my time, Chris Graves. Guts. <sighs> But anyway, uh, okay. Now, are, are you partial to, do you enjoy, uh, children as living beings? You don't, you know, commit murder or atrocities or anything? Because every one of my guests seem to have an element of just, uh, repulsive creepiness. Um, you have your own kind, but I don't think it has a, anything to do with children, I hope. I mean, I think that there's more than enough time to horrify and disgust people in college. So I tend to just go to college parties. I don't really hang around a lot of kids. That's good. Well, I commend you for that, you know. Uh, I, I guess. Yeah, I got all my, uh, you know, horrifying and disgusting people, uh, in junior high. So I can kind of relate, but not at all. Um, okay, well, I have, it's weird. Uh, I've never had the opportunity to interview an abominable snowman. What makes you so abominable? And what makes you a snowman, by the way? Because uh, you're not like Frosty, and you're not really like Bigfoot either. So tell the tell my me and the the listeners that are so awake, like, what are you? Well, the question is, what am I not? I could be abominable if you want me to be. And I, I could be a snowman I don't or want a you snowwoman. Oh, okay. Well, all right. I need to tread lightly here. Um, okay, well, ghastly. Uh, I don't think you answered any of my questions. Um, I actually have in my notes, I was able to uh, contact uh, some people that knew you back in the day, and they told me you like to spin a yarn here and there that may not necessarily be the truth. I mean, people will make up a lot of things to hide the fact that they can't get enough of Ghastly. And right, I'm going to stop you right there. Right there was a load of 
BS. Uh, my detector went off. Okay, well, again, <laughs> yet again, I have to say that uh, I wish, uh, you know, I could say it's been a pleasure, but uh, you need to go. I need, <laughs> I need to start winding down. I have two more maniacs on the way. And, uh, yeah, you have any uh, closing thoughts before I kick you up? I say you just need to keep on keeping on, man. Whatever that means. And we'll be right back with hopefully someone a lot better. Hi, welcome back to Get Mad. Uh, this has been quite the fiasco. Uh, my next guest is a little more down-to-earth and an actual human being, I believe. Uh, his brother, on the other hand, I can't say the same for, uh, you know, the whole Santa Claus thing. Well, anyway, I'd like to introduce Nick Kringle. Welcome to Get Mad. Hey, how you doing? Uh, well, I've been better. Hopefully, uh... Hopefully you'll lift my spirits a little bit, maybe. I mean, I'll lift something. All right, moving on. Okay, uh, in my notes, it says that you were actually an evil twin brother. Uh, I've never talked to uh, a twin brother, let alone an evil one. Uh, what does that job entail? Well, you'd be evil, too, if you were locked in a basement. For your whole childhood? What exactly did you do to, uh, to be locked in a basement? You had to have probably done something pretty horrible, right? Killed the neighbor's cat, light a fire, wet the bed. What happened to you? I wasn't jolly enough. Okay. So, are you, technically, are you evil or was it just, uh, a horrible label that was put upon you? Nah, I just kind of get by, you know? I, I'm not really just a jolly guy, that's all. I just, I, I, I want to be happy, but I just can't, you know, I can't make myself be happy. Okay, so when was it that you were able to free yourself from that, that basement? And what was the first thing that you did when you tasted freedom? Well, I mean, I, I escaped when I was a teenager. And, uh, I mean, back then, I, I went through a series of pretty horrible jobs, you know. I was, oh, I was a pimp you were for a, pimp. a while. How was that? I mean, if you like slapping people, it's a great job. Well, yeah, I'll take your word for it. Um, what else did you do? You said pimp, right? I didn't hear that wrong. Yeah, pimp. So, pimp. you know, it's like this, like the Snoop Dogg. Just I didn't have all them hats. What else did you do after your pimpage? I mean, through the the pimp game, I got to. Uh, Make some connections in the uh, the snow business. So, so cocaine. I mean, you can say I'm in love with 
The cocoa? Okay, I'm sorry. I wasn't sure if it was a snowplow business or legitimately you were dealing cocaine. Okay. Uh, what else did you do that, you know, might be of interest to someone? I mean, since I was already, you know, an escaped evil, supposedly, you know, brother of Chris Kringle, I also decided instead of giving people things, I would take the things. So if you if you got out of your car at like a gas station, you know, to go maybe relieve yourself by a lottery ticket, right. you know, I, I would just take your car. And I'd take your car and I'd just, I'd give it to these guys. They'd take it apart and they'd give me some money for it. So I, I would do that. Now, sometimes there'd still be people in the car, wow. you know, so... What would you do with them? I mean, half of them would jump out of the car, you know, so it kind of takes care of itself. And just like the people that, that you're sitting at a gas station. Why do you need your seatbelt on sitting in the parking lot of the gas station? You know, so it's just, you, you're, you're driving like 80 miles per hour on the sidewalk trying to undo the seatbelt. Of this person, what else have you done for a screaming in the back seat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need to know. It's very unsafe. What else have you done in your uh, very? um... I mean, some people would call me a goon, you know, because I just go around and rough people up. I wouldn't call you you know, pay people for their deaths. So you're a classic leg breaker. I mean. I didn't break a lot of legs. I mostly gathered a lot of, like, teeth. Okay. All right. I, I see here that you also were a used car salesman. Did that? Okay. Yeah, it was just, it was a really tough game, man. You got to sit in that office till like, 9 o'clock, and you're there at 9 o'clock in the morning. Were people just, off all day? lose just 12 hours of your life just reading the newspaper. Oh, I thought- or wait until a lunch break, you know, it's just very Did you actually sell any cars? I enjoyed, I enjoyed the teeth collecting oh, a little more. Well, then we went pretty dark. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I see here that ultimately you became one of the most disgusting things that anybody anywhere could actually be, uh, an IRS tax collector. How did you stumble into that uh, racket. Well, I figured if there's any way I can get back at my uh, brother, it's going to be through the IRS because nobody can touch the IRS. I mean, even if you're, you're Chris Kringle, you're Santa Claus, you know, like I'm going to be able to, I'm going to be able to rifle through all of your financial Yeah, but, but isn't it Kringle? true that he has... A lot of tax write-offs with that shop of his up north. Not if, not if we change the law, right? We can, we can change the law and make it illegal for him to do what he's doing up there without paying all the taxes. Wait, Donald Trump. Okay, well, well, actually, I don't think you actually want to tax your uh, jolly magical. Brother says here that you have a strong desire for revenge and 
You want to see him gone. Well, you know nobody understands the tax laws. So if if we can write a tax law for Santa Claus and he trips over himself in it, he can wind up in a prison, kind of like a basement for the rest of his life. Okay, I see what you did there. Okay. All right. Well, um, uh, again, I'm speechless. Uh, my guests have been uh, something else. Well, uh, sounds like a personal problem. Uh, yeah, I uh, have many, uh, many of those. Uh, oh, we know. We? So you can see me when I'm sleeping, just like your brother. <laughs> Not just when you're sleeping, Chris. You know when I'm awake, <laughs> so, uh, You sick little puppy, you. Um... I see here that you have an affinity for cookies, and that actually may have played a part in your eventual downfall as a human being. Uh, can you tell me about the, the cookie fetish or just lack of cookies? I mean, I was told when I was a child that C is for cookie, and it's good enough for me. But I never got any cookies. So that means I'm not good enough. And I'm going to show everybody that I'm good enough. I'm smart. I could be somebody. All right, folks. Um, I promise. I really, really promise. My, my gift to you is the fact that I just have one more guest to interview. I apologize thoroughly. Sorry. Okay, well, welcome back to our last segment of Going Mad Within Chris Graves, I feel like. I feel like I'm in a bad dream. Anyway. I'd like to introduce my final and hopefully uh, only guest that was worth talking to. We're going to find out. No pressure there. The ghost of Mandela affected Christmas. Welcome to the show. Hello, Chris Graves. Oh. Oh, I'm just going to cut to the chase. Um, tell me, tell me how you became a ghost and why you're from a Christmas that was affected by the Mandela effect. So I'm a specter that traveled through a dimensional rift. Created by the CERN Particle Smasher Project in Switzerland. So you're Swiss. Chilling. Okay, so... Uh, is Ed McMahon... 
still exists wherever you came from? And better yet, was he the host of Star Search, or wasn't he? In my dimension, Ed McMahon is still hosting The Tonight Show. Oh, God. And Johnny Carson is in a gimp suit. Like in Pulp Fiction, or is that changed now, too? It's quite like that. Does Pulp Fiction even exist where you're from? Of course it does. But nobody says the N-word. Oh, um... I don't think we have an N-word here anymore. Oh, yes, we do. (laughs) We won't go there. Okay, well, anyway, um... Just to keep me from not falling asleep, um, is one Richard Belzer still alive? Richard Belzer was elected president after discovering who killed JFK. And who exactly was that? I mean, it was the CIA, Chris. Shocking. Okay, well, moving on. Um, Can you give me some examples of maybe some things that are different now in the plane of existence I currently find myself in besides a living hell? Um, Is there any significant differences uh, from where you came in to the CERN rift? The Child's Play movies, instead of starring Chucky, star Teddy Ruxpin. Oh. You know, I I could actually get behind that. That's not too too horrible. Um, I I have it in my notes here that uh, where you're from, at Christmas time, there are Christmas jack-o'-lanterns, and then on Halloween, there's candy corn canes. We had to do something with the candy corn. Nobody was eating it. But if you brand it for Halloween, anybody will eat it. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. What's with the singing motif? Uh, it's very off-putting. I sing things. Okay. All right. Well, let me think here. Uh, okay. Uh, well, what's the biggest difference between the world that you're currently haunting and boring than from the one that you came from and existed. Did you have a life before that, or were you always a a spook or a specter or a a pissant or whatever you want to call it? I used to work for Twitter Safety and the FBI. So you were part of the COINTELPRO uh, propaganda or MKUltra or Operation Phoenix or... 
I was part of Operation We Know When You Poop. Yeah, I don't think that was an actual documented operation. I think you literally just made up uh, something very silly right now. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, it's very disappointing. Um, these berries uh, don't have quite the effect that I was hoping. Um, Did you eat them on a full stomach? No, I half a stomach, and I have half a mind to go back and kick that guy right where it counts. Anyway, okay, so I guess the only other question I have for my final guest is... What's next for you? Like, are you gonna haunt other timelines or other realities, or are you gonna go back to from where you came from, which was uh, in between a couple of couch cushions, or what do you? Where do you see yourself in five years? Well, they're building a bigger CERN, so our realities will finally be merged. And I'll be able to haunt you for all of eternity. Well, you've been haunting me for about seven minutes, so I'll give you that. You do have uh, a talent in that field. Um, do you have any uh, ghost children or uh, any... I don't know. Do you, do you have a purpose? Like, uh, like, do you have a manager or someone I, you know, I can sue later on or anything? I used to have representation, but I canceled the contract because they couldn't get me a place on Star Search. Fascinating. Um, Again, speechless. <laughs> okay, well, uh, well, having said that, I'll ask you one more thing, just for the sake of time. Um, do you have a favorite Christmas horror song or jingle? In my dimension, B. Arthur is the most brutal death metal vocalist. The Golden Girls... Christmas death metal album rules. Yeah, B. Arthur, yeah, he was pretty cool. Um, Big unit yeah. on that guy. Thank you. I'm talking about B. Arthur and uh, his place on this, uh, this plane of existence. Um, yeah, I guess uh, this, there's no other place to end uh, other than B. Arthur and uh, Maud, you know, Maud. Well, anyway, like I said, um, this has been horrible. Um, I hope to never go through anything else like this ever again. Stay in school, kids. Just say no, or at least, you know, maybe just, you know, just see what you're up to. I don't know. Now... Uh, I'd like to thank myself and only myself because, uh, I don't know. Anyway, everyone have a very merry, scary Christmas and a happy new year. 
as the show comes to an end, Chris starts to come to. He notices a few wrapped presents are at his feet. Chris opens the gifts and finds an eviction notice, a letter for jury duty, and a blood test positive that he is the father of Eskimo triplets. The end. <laughs>